0: You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive.
1: And hello, good afternoon, and welcome. To another stellar edition of the drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock 3 01 on your Monday afternoon. Hope you're doing well. The madness is upon us. And we are back after an extended break. At the uh, SEC tournament didn't pan out the way we wanted it to, but. Uh, and a couple of days off there late last week, but we're back in it. We're in it for the long haul now, Bear. 9 45 p.m. tip Thursday
2: night. Yeah. We ain't missing any shows no. this week, buddy. No, man, that uh, that really bummed me out. The whole Thursday Friday thing. I've been so turned around, like, I had no idea what day of the week it was by late Saturday night. I was com- it felt weird the yeah. weekend, like, because it felt like Saturday night. Kind of felt like it should be Sunday. Well, and Friday was really weird. Just the like the pace of
1: the day, and then not having a show to do, but there was a game, and there was the post game after it. Is just really odd. Came down
2: here Friday just out of hat. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: seriously, is there something I'm supposed to be doing right now? But anyway, Tennessee gets out of the SEC tournament. We didn't have to take the L to Alabama. I was able to process that loss to Missouri very quickly.
2: Yeah, I mean i, I still don't I still don't care for him. <laughs> uh, they've all collectively got a lot of punchable faces. Uh, Dennis Gates is going to be a problem for everyone else in the SEC. I really yes, think he so. is. As soon as he, you know, he's not a stiff like the last couple they had.
1: Nope they find they, they might have finally found something and hit on something there with him. So they're in the tournament. This year, I believe as a seven C they're playing Utah State. A lot Were of people they seven? Yeah, a lot a lot of people are picking Utah State in the upset there. Um I don't I don't know, man. Maybe it's just recency bias here having seen Missouri and maybe it's just because Tennessee evidently brings the best out of Mizzou, but I think that's a, a pretty good squad they've got there. Just my opinion.
2: Well, I mean they're a solid team with a bona fide. You know, guy that's, he's gonna, I mean, we all agree Kobe Brown's gonna play in the NBA, right? I don't know.
1: I, I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to predict that anymore yeah. because guys I see in college, I'm like, that's a great player. And then they don't even get a chance. And then guys who can't play a lick in college end up going to the NBA and making Ballin'. $50 million. So
2: I, I don't know. I mean, he's six foot 10, uh, huge, strong, strong kid. How do you and end he, up at Mizzou? And he can drop threes. Conzo get him? I'm not sure. Is he, he? Is that where he's? Has he been at Mizzou all this time? Yeah, he was there last year. <laughs> Folks, be sure to
1: make your selections. King of the brackets. The brackets. The brackets is back for what must be the eleventh year or twelfth year. I think it is the eleventh year. Maybe the twelfth year. I, I don't know. It's it's. It's, it's been a long time. Crown Cleaners presents the Drives Annual Brackets Contest, King of the Brackets. Here's how lame Bear is. What? You heard. What the hell is going on now? You're about it's a to block. get taken to task. That's what's happening. It's a Pearl Harbor joke. Listen to how lame this guy is, Marcus. He comes in. I've got my brackets in front of me. I've got multiple brackets printed out here because I want to be king of the brackets of the brackets. Brackets. I want to know my brackets. I want to know my stuff. We do a sports radio show. It's March Madness, baby. It's awesome. We're trying to get ready for it. And Bear comes in, sees my brackets, goes, You've already filled out a bracket. As if I'm the weird one. Yeah, you're a dork. I'm like, dude, dude, it's 2:30 on Monday. You haven't filled out a bracket? I haven't even looked at one. Like, you do a sports radio show. Agreed. You act like I'm the strange one. You are. You're a whack job. Have you not filled out a bracket yet? I, I would venture to guess that everybody listening to this right now, 90% of them have already filled out at least one bracket. Put the pole in the field then. Kwipiniak, all your poles you put in the field. What, say that again where you try I don't even know what you're trying to say. I'm just, I'm just pretty sure it's not pronounced. However, you just said it.
2: Quipiniac? Is that how you no, say it? that? That university? I'm pretty
1: sure there are more ends in it than that. <laughs>
2: Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac. Why are we all looking at? Yeah, I'm the worst uh, right person. I'm, I'm looking, at our, I'm looking at
1: our like the person who's still engaged in her higher education right now. Still has you, brain You cells have no or, idea what I'm talking about. Think B. you think it's what? Quinn Peck? know. I think Yeah, it,
0: it ends in Peck.
1: I think I'm right. that That's not – you just said what I said. You, you you changed to what I said. You said Quinn Peck or whatever. No, I didn't. Yeah. What did he say, Marcus? I don't I, – I, I don't even remember what you said. I, I think it's Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac is what I said. No that's not what you said well, Piniac no you, you whatever you said had significantly less ends than you' you've said three different things now, and uh, you're getting warmer, I think, but you started out nowhere close to it
2: yeah, go ahead i I mean I just I think y'all
1: are people, but that you're new. not even gonna get yours in i mean the the chances of you getting your bracket in by Thursday at the deadline is fifty percent at best anyway, so I don't know yeah, why we're talking you, you know to
2: you. you know what though. Out of everybody, or uh, between me and you, I've got the highest finish ever in the king of the brackets. Tied for second. Missed first place by one freaking game. I was tied for second with John Tweet. Yeah, I don't know. But when, when hey, was Tweet. this? This was years and years ago. Years and years ago, huh? At least, uh, I think it's like maybe. A, like either 2014 or 2015. Is
1: there any way you can prove this? Because this ain't ringing a bell, I can homie. get,
2: hopefully if John Tweet hears this, put out an APB form. he can. That,
1: that's your source. You, you expect John Tweet to call in, remember something that you vaguely recall from six years ago and have me accept it as gospel? No, my friend. You're going to have to show me something. Show me some receipts,
2: some screenshots. I distinctly remember us DMing on Twitter like, this is great. Russell's already said that, the king of the brackets then, then show me those dms for yeah, an hour. Say, show me those dms you mm-hmm. distinctly remember I, I, it i cannot because john deleted his twitter
3: oh i think you'd still see messages from a deleted user though yeah but man it's been forever hey i've figured out something uh-huh. uh
2: we're speaking to apb's uh subject. no uh-huh. it's something we were talking about earlier trey the caller trey where are you what happened to trey Your absence is Bear and I
1: were talking about him earlier today. yeah. And Trey, he was at our watch party last year. By the way, we're trying to determine if we want to do a watch. Craven Wings has reached out. They would like to do a watch party. And what I need from you guys, the audience, is some feedback. Because they wanted to do one Thursday night. And I always freak out about these things. Like, I I don't know, man. I'm not – I'm not a terribly pessimistic guy, but when it comes to station events where sponsors are paying good money and everything, I'm, I'm always terrified that nobody's going to show up. Every time. I've always been this way for 20 years in this business. I'm, oh, my God, what if nobody comes? Nobody loves us. And it never happens. Always, people always show up. But this time I'm really worried. Are people going to come out to watch us play Louisiana Lafayette at 10 p.m.? It says 9 45, but those games never start on time, right? It's going to start after 10 p.m. Yeah. On a weeknight when people have to work the next day. Because, like, if it's just us and, like, 12 people, that's not worth them staying open late. I don't know. Maybe it is. Should we do a watch party Thursday night for the game?
2: They want to do it. It's... I don't know what this we is. I go to bed early, man.
3: Oh, so you're saying if we no, do one don't. Thursday night, you're you're going to bed. But yeah, that's not I true. I don't go to bed. I don't leave my house after dark. I was going to say, because like, I distinctly have gotten like, a yeah. missed call <laughs> from you. I'm pretty sure I
2: was texting with you at like midnight <laughs> last night. Maybe so. I mean, I... I so I'll stay up, but I don't. I don't really leave the house. How many
1: way. lies have we caught, bear In just the first ten minutes of the show today, it got to be. This yeah. has got to be
3: approaching a record. You think with a couple extra days off, he'd be able to get himself <laughs> set up <laughs> and ready? I'm
2: so bamboozled
1: <laughs> he, right he is, now. He's
3: backlogged
1: with lies right now. He, that's the problem. Is he's had four days in which he cannot lie on the air, and it's just it's like a water hose that's, that's been let loose, and now it's just overflowing with non well, I just I don't, I, I don't venture far from the
2: house at night. All right, so bears not bears <laughs> not coming Thursday. I mean, I'm being honest, and I got to work early on Friday, like super super well, early. I got to be up at like six a.m.
1: What if we pushed it back? Would you rather do it Saturday? No oh, god. Assuming. <laughs> Uh, well, this is assuming a lot. It's assuming first of all that Tennessee's going to win, and I've already looked at this. We don't—they won't announce the tip-off time if Tennessee does win until probably Friday, maybe late, late that Thursday night. I'm not sure when when it comes out, but we won't even know. But it gives us a short turnaround. Would you like? Would you rather do it Saturday, Tennessee oh,
2: Duke at Craven Wings? Yeah, because I think then we'd have a good shot at you know. Having the stars and all the beautiful people come out for our, our event. So, the only problem with
1: I'm gonna feel really bad if we lose though, and we can't do anything. Me and anything you jinxed
2: it. I mean, hmm. I I would feel bad. I mean, if if that were to happen, I would say maybe we can plan a plan a big uh, watch party for one of these good baseball game series. Later on in the spring when it's warm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. The, get out on the patio. The, the
1: LSU series. If yeah. A couple people come out. Maybe get it. That series, I think the first game reality. is Thursday. So we could even maybe, like, do the show there Thursday and then stay and watch the game. Oh, yeah. happen, like, right after we get off the air. That might be cool.
2: Pound pitchers and destroy a mountain of wings. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, we'll – We'll
1: figure that out. Uh, like the uh, live programming slash production meeting we're having on air. would like your feedback, though. Let me know. Would you come out super late Thursday? Would you rather do it Saturday? Hit me up on Twitter. Fill out your brackets. King of the brackets on the Twitter machine. Already had about 100 people jump in there. I filled out mine earlier.
2: I went pretty chalk. Did you? I went pretty chalk. I'm not. I, you're I'm not a gonna chalky lie. kind of guy, if we're being honest. Just in general, I you don't. You're not a very you know. I, I don't know what that means. I I don't like your tone, though.
1: Is that an insult, Marcus? I'm a chalky kind of guy.
3: Yeah, if it doesn't feel positive, it doesn't feel like a compliment, no. does it?
2: Who asked you, Marcus?
3: Russell. Literally. I kind of like uh, right.
1: USC over Michigan State as a 10-7 upset. Kind of looking there. Um, I know Boise, Northwestern, according to the odds makers uh, another 10-7 game is a pick them. Not much of a betting line there. Obviously, the 9-8 games are all up for grabs. I did pick Auburn to beat Iowa in a 9-8 game. I did pick uh, West Virginia to beat Maryland as a nine seed over an eight seed. But I don't think people really consider those huge upsets. So Let, let me know what your biggest upset selection is this afternoon. 865 546 8200, your
2: number to get on board. That is wild when you're, I mean, I, when we were doing the voluntary reaction last night, as I was watching, I, in the back of my mind, I was thinking when they were like showing some of those classic upset, you know, like, uh, the 512s, uh, the 413 games. And then they there was some stat that like a 15 seed has made a region final, however many years. A regional final? Wait, what are you or, saying? Or made, you know, it's like all these weird stats. That, like every year there's a 15 seed that usually goes to the Sweet 16? Maybe. It, a lot further than you would ever think of fifteen, and then hmm. you got to factor that. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you, man. The whole bracket thing causes me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> just staring at it and trying to figure out what's going it, to it happen.
1: It, it's funny because I'm prone to anxiety, but like the, the bracket is not one of those things. Like I just buzz through like, it and don't put much yeah, thought into see, it. Yeah, see, but at then all.
2: I'll keep looking back at it. I'm like, do I really think Oral Roberts is going to beat?
1: I just make a quick snap judgment, and and I don't look back. I don't sweat the brackets. But they're on uh, – so the links are – it's pinned on my Twitter feed and on Facebook. That's the easiest way to find it. And it's done through ESPN. So you're going to get a Crown Cleaners gift card. You're going to get a gift card to the Pizza Kitchen, which is really awesome pizza out there in West Knoxville. You're gonna get a an alumni hall gift card. So we're gonna hook it up on some UT gear. That'll be cool. And then it's hosted through ESPN, so you're registered to win like a new Acura or something when you when you do that. So go go check it out. But Russell, I'm not on Facebook or Twitter. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's 2023. You're not on Facebook or Twitter, really? Now I guess you can't be in King of the Brackets, brackets, brackets. Aaron Torres. Will join us. I mean, it is the perfect day to have at on.
2: Yeah, I did. You see him tweeting last night? Oh, no, this I, is his time, man. Yeah, he, he, he just, had his bracketology show on the Aaron on Torres Fox national is, is turned all the way up right now Two eleven. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I wanted to. I'll ask him when he comes. Like, I'm wondering if he slept or if, how. Hey, I mean, he's it's pretty obvious. This dude's jacked up right now about some basketball.
1: Well, good for him, man. We'll let him lend us his expertise when we continue next. You're listening to The Drive, just scratching the surface on a Monday afternoon. Fan Run Radio continues right after this. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Russell Bear Marcus with you on a Monday afternoon edition of the show. Chloe Levering hanging out with us here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Let's go to the... Big Orange Phillies phone lines for the first time this afternoon and visit with the great and powerful Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio and Aaron Torres Online. Good afternoon, Aaron. How are you, sir?
0: Russ, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
1: Oh, man, we're doing fantastic, man. Had to get you on today. I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You live for this, right?
0: It is a fun time, man. You know, it's it's funny because obviously – you know, one, you know, hosting the national radio show, you know, I kind of have to have my finger on the pulse of everything. And then two, you know, being more of a college guy, you know, football just takes over so much. And, and especially now with the portal and, you know, it, it's just every sport feels like it's almost a, a 365 day a year sport. And so I bring it up because it feels like every year later and later, am I fully focused on basketball uh, but then you get into it, man, and it's just, it is a fun time of year. You have the brackets, you have some of this coaching carousel stuff, which, you know, I'll just say this, is that nobody cares anymore about anything other than hiring the best head coach possible, which is something that, you know, has not been the case for most of, of my time covering college sports. So you have a scenario where Will Wade is back in college yeah. basketball, Chris Beard is coming to the SEC. It's like, it's just, it's crazy. It's fun. Uh, I know you love it, and I obviously it goes without saying love it as
1: well. No doubt about it. And I want to get your thoughts on Chris Beard coming back into the SEC. But first, at just what jumps out to you when when you saw the bracket and you had a chance to hold it in your hands or or see it for the first time as a whole, what jumped out to you initially about like you know just just anything? Who who got screwed over? Who got a good draw? Uh, What was your first thought upon seeing all sixty eight teams?
0: Well, first of all, it's funny you say when I had the bracket in my hand. So I was actually hosting Fox Sports Radio's bracket show yesterday. I might have been on this station, but I bring it up because as the brackets were being printed, my uh, my producer was, as my brackets were being revealed, my producer was printing them out one by one. And so I had four sheets of black and white paper, and I felt like one of those crime scene investigators where you're trying to line up pictures to see what goes where and all that stuff. So uh, it was it was a fun day yesterday, and what I would just say is, you know, I, listen, I, I'll say this is that I thought coming into yesterday, I didn't really think there, were, I didn't think there was going to be very much for anyone to gripe about because you, you think about the one seed scenario. We came into the week understanding there was five spots for four teams. Three of those teams lost: Houston, Kansas, and UCLA. And UCLA was kind of already behind the eight ball because they had an injury that many thought was going to drop on the seed line as well. I felt like nobody really had a gripe on the one line. And then from the bubble perspective, there were no kind of what we call big stealers this year. You know, the, the, the unexpected winner of an sec or an ACC or a big 10. And so we got more bubble teams in than usual. And so it was kind of like, if you didn't get in this year on the bubble, you really had no excuses. So I think the committee did well, but I don't think it like, like I didn't think it was a, a something that they could really screw up. Now, I know A&M fans are, are complaining about, you know, being a seven seed. That's the one, I guess I would say, I don't real. that's the one I see people complaining about, but I don't really buy it. They had a couple really bad losses in the out of conference. They lost to Wofford at home. They lost to Colorado on a neutral. They lost to Murray State on a neutral. And so, you know, whether it's fair or not, the committee is being told you have to weigh the entire, the, the entire resume, right? It's not. It used to be the last 10 mattered more than the rest of the schedule. It isn't that way anymore. So, I know a fans are mad. I, You know, if I was in College Station, I'd probably be getting yelled at for having that take. But the bottom line is, I think the committee did a pretty good job. The brackets feel pretty balanced to me. And I think we're obviously going to have a really, really fun tournament.
1: It does seem like there's less whining about that yeah. the, than maybe any year I can remember. I mean, there's usually... Yeah. You know, I, I've seen a peop, a couple of people say, oh, Rutgers, you know, Oklahoma
0: State, whatever. But like you oh, said, Google, Aaron. Rutgers who lost seven of ten to close the season. I yeah. know the last ten don't matter. I just said it. But it's like, huh. come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to feel bad for a team that if they had literally gone four and six in their last ten games would have comfortably been in the tournament. Give me a break, man. Give me a break.
1: Aaron Torres with us on oh, the Big Orange Phillies phone you lines. You're so, good, man. You're good. Uh, Aaron, wait, a lot of split opinions on the eight nine games even the seven ten games what's the lowest seeded team you have springing an upset
0: oh I haven't officially you know I haven't officially filled out my bracket yet but I'll tell you it's funny I was just talking to somebody else about this um a a team from your guys neck of the woods not necessarily your neck but your conference I, I do think that Mississippi State they have some nice matchups because listen we all know Mississippi State they cannot score. By the way, Russ, last time that I was on with you, I had to let you know that Ben Howland is not coaching Mississippi State anymore. So
1: <laughs> You remember still, that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> still not coaching Mississippi no. State in this tournament, just so you're aware. He's not at, at UCLA either, I believe. No, he's not. He's not at UCLA that I'm aware of either. Um, you know, he might be there. Like, he might be on campus, but I don't think they're allowing him to coach basketball anymore. But, um, you know, listen, they can't score. But the if they win their play-in game, the Iowa State team, that they are going to play can't score either. And so, you know, without having like done my official, official picks yet, that's one team that stands out. You know, I do think some of those 12-5 games, you know, VCU I think can very easily beat the St. Mary's team that um, is very limited in what they can do offensively. Uh, you know, Drake is playing Miami. I think, you know, one thing to watch is some injuries going into this tournament. And one thing with Miami, their best low post player is banged up right now. And, you know, they're saying all the right things about him playing, but he left the ACC tournament with a pretty bad ankle injury. So, you know, Drake is a team. They play defense. They shoot the three ball really well. And it kind of goes without saying, uh, you know, you shoot the three ball and you play D, that, that's the recipe for an upset, especially against a team that's less than 100%. So I think there's going to be some big ones on on the, 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 the you know, 12 seed, uh, 11 seed, And actually, Russ, now that I'm talking it out with you, I I forgot about this one. Indiana as a four seed, they're playing a Kent State team. So Kent State, I'd be lying if I said I know a ton about them. But they played Houston really tough this year. They lost by five to Houston. They lost by like six to Gonzaga at Gonzaga. And Indiana, if you look, they're a good team, but they have actually not played great over the last month. They had a great January and then in February they went, you know, from February on they went something like six and five. And so, it, again, without having the full bracket in front of me, that probably is the one that stands out: Kent State over Indiana in that four thirteen matchup.
1: Well, as long as it's not our Volunteers against Louisiana no. in a four sure. thirteen matchup, Aaron, please, I, can I can uh, I jump
0: in on this Because uh, I was thinking about it. Is listen, I know a lot of people don't like Duke. Um, I don't know if they're less – they're probably a little bit less hateable without Coach K. But I will say, you know, they obviously – look, they're justifiably getting a lot of buzz after winning the ACC tournament. And I'm not looking past the Louisiana and Cajuns, which, by the way, uh, when I was at the Final Four last year in New Orleans, I met a friend right out uh, – you know, kind of I had to drive a little bit. I drove through Lafayette. The fact that anyone can recruit any athletes to that – no disrespect to anybody that's from the Lafayette area unbelievable it was just in the middle of nowhere whatever so I bring that all back full circle I'm just rambling at this point forgive me um Duke is playing really well but if Tennessee gets by Lafayette like Tennessee is kind of the team that would beat Duke right like Tennessee they're physical they're going to beat the crap out of you um they're veteran and Duke's a bunch of freshmen that have never been on this stage before. Like, on the one hand, I think the, the draw breaks nicely for Duke. But on the other hand, I know Tennessee's banged up, but that's the kind of team that would upset Duke, a big, physical, older team, right?
1: Yeah, um, I would feel Can a lot better about it. it. <laughs> well, I don't need to be talked into it. I mean, I I'd be, i would be – I'll believe anything, but uh, – it's uh, but but I'm a big sheep, Aaron. I would feel a lot better about it without if, if Tennessee wasn't missing their starting point guard. Of it's, course. It's kind of, they kinda of, they're stumbling into this thing a little bit, AT.
0: They are. You know, and I'll say this too, is listen, you guys are, are the experts and the fans, and I'm not trying to tell any fan how to feel. I'm not saying that like Rick like like it just feels like there's a lot of negativity around the program right now, the U T Balls basketball mm. program. There were just a lot of you know I don't know if Rick Barnes is a great coach, if he's not, you know, should have won last year, whatever. But I mean, when you look at how many lineup shakeups there had to be because of injuries, it was not an easy thing that he had to do this year. So I'm not saying we should forgive him for like past, you know, letdowns specifically last year, but you know, I, I just, I, 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 I don't think this is the year to like go overboard on Rick Barnes and maybe I'm crazy and maybe I'm going to upset all your listeners and all that stuff. But, I just look at the hand that he's been dealt this year. And, oh, by the way, the hand keeps getting reshuffled every game or two, whether it's Kai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan-James, uh, uh, Santiago Viscovi missed a game or two. Like It's it's just been a tough, tough year all around. And I hope Balls fans haven't quit on that guy because he, he does win a lot of games. Again, I understand the disappointment in the tournament. I don't think he's a I, – I see both sides, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Well, I think – the line is very thin between excuses and reasons, right? And and Tennessee, like if you, if you, the NCAA tournament's all about guard play, right? And if you get bounced without your starting point guard, who's been the catalyst for your team all season long, I have a hard time labeling that as an excuse. If that's what it comes down to.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And that's, that's my thing. Right. And it's like, You know, I think, listen, there are teams, and I don't even think you would label Tennessee as like an underachieving team, but like there are teams that have underachieved just because they're not well coached or the coach hasn't gotten the most out of their situation, whatever. Like I just don't think Tennessee is one of them. And, and, you know, it's funny, like I kind of did this exercise a a week or so ago with Kentucky because, you know, every time Kentucky, every time Kentucky wins, it's, oh my God, we've turned a corner. We're the greatest thing ever. And every time they lose, it's, it's Fire Cal. And, you know, he's another one where I think they have eight pretty regular rotation players and six of them have missed multiple games throughout the year. And it's just like, I'm not saying the guy's a whole, you know, the guy's paid eight, nine million dollars a year. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be frustrated, but like the idea that we're in a vacuum, just saying that he sucks because he loses an individual game when two of his five starters were out. Like, I just don't know if I believe that. And I think that that's kind of how I feel about Tennessee as well is I understand the frustration of previous NCA tournaments. I understand um, where last March, the frustration of how things ended. I just don't think this year is like reflective of anything to do with Rick Barnes, just because it's just, it's just, uh, it's been tough. And then, oh, by the way, especially the last two or three weeks without the guys. Yep.
1: Aaron, uh, last thing, we'll let you out of here, my man. Chris Beard coming into the league again with Ole Miss here. You know, Aaron, I'm, I'm all for second chances and for just about anything, uh, short of, you know, murder or rape or something like that. But, um, you know, usually when a guy has a major issue, like Chris Beard does, he has to go away for a while, right? He has to take mm-hmm. a year off. He has to spend time with his family, go to counseling, whatever. <laughs> um He, you know, he 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 went away for like a month or two. Is it is it enough? Did he pay enough of a price to come back to a power five job like this?
0: So it's really wild. You said you framed it exactly like that, Russ. I was saying this, you know, I was hosting radio on on Friday, and it was really the day that the Rick Pitino news broke that hey, this guy's probably going to get another chance at the high major level. And my my co host said to me that you know, man, like. I get it. It's about winning. But how is this guy being Rick Pitino getting another chance? And I said, well, listen, here's the thing. If you really want to complain about guys getting other chance, like, like, first of all, if that's what you believe, that's your prerogative, whatever. Um, but if you're complaining about guys getting a second chance in this specific coaching cycle, what was found to have happened in the police report that led to Chris Beard's arrest and two felony charges brought against him which were eventually dropped. Like, what Chris Beard was accused of doing, and not only was accused of doing, what was in the police report, is much worse than anything Rick Pitino has ever done. Rick Pitino's done NCAA stuff, Rick Pitino's whatever. Chris Beard, just read the police report, and I know the charges were dropped. And so I'm kind of conflicted as well, Russ, because I've said many times, I've said on this show, if you're not in jail, I believe that you deserve an opportunity to create a living for yourself and for your family. Um, but this arrest happened three months ago. He got fired from Texas two months ago. In other words, Texas believed that there was enough to fire him for cause two months ago. To your point, this wasn't, this didn't happen in 2018 and all is forgiven and he's learned his lessons. I mean, we're talking 90 days. Like, you know, what, what was it? A 90 day probation, you know, like, like literally like on most jobs, you have a 90 day probation period, whatever. So, I'm just bringing it up to say is, like, on the one hand, charges were dropped. He deserves to, to earn a living. And I'll say this. Like, this is literally the only – this was like an opportunity for Ole Miss that will never present itself again. I understand why all parties decided to do what they did. It's also the opposite of, like, darn, man, like you said, Russ. It's like it used to be back in the day a guy in a situation like Chris Beard was untouchable for a year. Then he has to go to the low major level. Then he gets that high major opportunity four years down the road, like a Hugh Freeze, like a Rick Pitino, like a Bobby Petrino when he got back to Louisville. I guess times are changing, man. I guess times are changing. But I'll tell you this, man. Ole Miss, you know, from a basketball perspective, couldn't have done better. But there's obviously <laughs> – there's a reason that he was available to Ole Miss, all the reasons that you and I just discussed.
2: Yeah, but it kind of reminded me the in the only way it was just another Texas coach. But – it, it reminded me the way it went down with the Donnie Tindall thing here. And it was like, boom, you're looking for a coach. And then suddenly there's, you know, in our case, it was a Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer uh, Rick Barnes that just fell into our lap. Like, I don't blame old Miss at all. I, you know, I, I don't know how well, I mean, those talks went in the room. So they must, he must have reassured them.
0: Well, let me just jump in if I have half a second. And if I don't, please cut me off. You're but, good. like, just think about what led to that situation that you just talked about there. Bruce Pearl had a freaking barbecue, and I almost used a much worse F-word than that. Uh, he had a barbecue, and you guys, I know I've talked about it for the last 15 years, so you don't want to talk about it. That guy was not allowed to coach for four years for a barbecue. And this guy, again, I understand charges are dropped. I believe in the legal system, innocent until proven guilty, whatever. I'm just saying. There's no reason to lie in a police report. And if you believe the police report, there was some not good stuff that happened that night at the Beard residence. Um, And you you think about how we talked about Bruce Pearl, how we even, even Will Wade. Oh my God, he offered a kid a bunch of money. Oh my goodness. Well, how does Will Wade look now compared to what we've learned about Chris Beard and what NATO continues to, you know, listen, NATO, the thing has been talked about again and again and again. But how does Will Wade look right now relative to that? How does Kelvin Sampson? Because he made too many phone calls at Indiana. Bruce Pearl had a barbecue. It's like, it, it, you know, whatever. Guys are allowed to earn a living, but my goodness, the the the, the standard has just changed very 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 quick, and um, it is what it is. It's the new world that we live in, I guess. Right. I'm yeah, old I mean, enough to
1: remember Larry Eustachie, uh getting fired for you show up like hammered, crazy. drunk at a frat party or something.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the, uh, you know, the report in front of me right yeah. now. I believe that he claimed alcoholism or some such thing, and then he went to rehab, and then he was fired or resigned or something. But yes, that's another perfect example. There was, you know, listen, and it, it is kind of wild, and I hadn't really thought of it until right now especially in the world that we live in now i'll say this there's definitely some pushback there's some pushback on chris beard there was some pushback on hugh freeze even within that fan base at auburn but i guess you know i guess winning trump's all i think he's going to win at auburn and by the way what people Hugh Freeze did it's nothing compared to what chris beard was in that police report so it's just it's just changing times man it's just changing times and, and, and you know listen we always say you know, winning—winning winning is all that matters—and I, I guess schools are really putting their money
1: where their mouth is on this. Point. Hey, Aaron, always good to talk to you, my friend. Thanks for jumping on. Listen to him weekends right here on Fox Sports Knoxville, Fox Sports Radio. Check him out at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. A, a must follow, an essential follow throughout the month of March, March Madness. Aaron Torres, thanks so much.
0: All right, fellas, thank you both for having me. I appreciate you, and we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you, Aaron. Aaron appears as all fan-run guests do via the magic of the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. The madness will be ever-present at Big Orange Phillies, 6625 Maynardville Pike in Halls. Check them out online at BigOrgephillies.com. A lot to unpack there. They're already lining up on the phone lines. We'll start that when we continue. Stay tuned. It's The Drive. More fan-run radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. Bear, what did you learn?
2: Uh the the I when I really the thing I was most interested the stuff at the end about Chris Beard to Ole Miss and I mean that's kind of I mean you think it's been talked about? Like I feel like that's a big a huge deal that nobody's really from an SEC standpoint.
1: I think the I I think that there's just so much awfulness happening in college sports right now. So many I mean, within that division alone, so many people are getting away with so much rotten stuff. Yeah, you that just it, don't bar- care. it it doesn't reg- register much of a blip. I think uh. we kind of it raises some eyebrows. It's like oh, but yeah, ten fifteen years ago, it would have been scandalous, and I don't even think they would have. Tried oh, to a, hire
2: him would have been a damn outrage,
1: but now it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, and like I said to aaron i I do believe that even Chris Beer deserves a second chance. I'm a little bit surprised that it happened so quickly, and let's he did lose his dream job. He's a Texas guy, and he was the head coach at Texas. They're moving into a new arena coming into the s e c been to a final four. he's young in his prime. He lost a lot but to rebound so quickly in the position that he's in is it it does make you wonder if he paid enough of a price for you go back and read that police report I know that he wasn't charged but as Aaron said uh, why is this woman going to call up the police and just make up this
2: she t- didn't tall tale I think that she realized that you know it's the same reason that, you know, a lot of times women in these situations
1: recant their stories.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, there's and I, God bless them. I, I couldn't imagine the the turmoil and the stress that they're under because you're talking about, um, I mean you're I mean they're engaged. Is she gonna ruin? You know, if if she goes through it, it's gonna ruin him for life. Never be able to earn another dime. Same reason Ray Rice's old lady didn't. She didn't cooperate.
1: A lot of pressure in, involved in it. But we'll see. From a basketball perspective, it's a home run hire for Ole Miss. Oh, can't God, deny they, that. yeah.
2: To go from Kermit Davis to Chris Beard and just fall in your lap, not have to pay out the wazoo and they don't have to pay not, Texas any money? Or? Like,
1: again, if you look at the, the tweet and everything announcing, yeah, they're getting killed on social media. They but don't care it's it's march madness we're all filling out brackets it's the first day of nfl free agency the tampering period there's so much other stuff going on right now that it's it's just not a very big story now i'm sure it's big down there i'm sure that makes for a great talk radio thing oh sure it does you'll you'll have the juxtaposition of the win at all costers just high-fiving and then the more measured people who are like i don't feel good about this (laughs) and Th- that is an interesting conversation that I'm sure is is going on down there.
2: Yeah, but we've got a little over two hours we left. Don't, in we this don't show, hear it up here. Yeah. I, I bet you we don't talk about it again. Yeah. We might mention it, but not like back in the day, like you were talking about. Let's get some phone calls going. Here is we've
1: got. Martin has been hanging forever. Martin, good afternoon. You're on the big orange Phillies phone lines. Go ahead.
4: Yes, Russell. Martin. Do you think Justin you will get the high point coaching job? High point? Yes.
1: To be honest, it's the first I've heard about it. Is he up for that job?
4: He may be.
2: I'm He's
1: never from even...
4: North Carolina.
2: Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, I know I've heard of high point North Carolina.
4: That's where Toby Smith was from. He what went home um, to the coast there, he Jerry my retired
1: yeah I wonder what kind of budget they have for basketball there they've been to I feel like have they've been they, to a tournament yeah i feel like they've been in the tournament a time or two as a 15 or 16 seed through the years
2: I think he needs to stay here martin personally yes get him another year or two under uh getting getting ready and maybe get a little bit bigger job to start, you know, maybe a mid-major, a little bit better mid-major.
4: And Russell? Martin. I got to apologize about Kelly Johnny Harper.
1: You got nothing to apologize for. What What do you well, got?
4: I, I like them, but I thought they might have to fire because she didn't get raided, but she got rated and she got us into the bracket here at home.
2: What's our seed? They're, they're four. Yeah, they're four. four.
4: Four. Yeah, I think
2: Virginia Tech's the toughest one coming out of that region. Is, is it Martin Russell, Marcus? Anybody? Is, is it? I mean, a four seed? Like, our, are yeah. our, our, we were completely, totally spoiled, rotten by Pat Summit? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like we we think this is beneath us to be a four seed. Significant First portion of our fan base. Uh oh. That sounds serious. What you got, Mark?
4: I love my lady just as much as I do men.
1: Okay. Okay. Good for you, man. I mean, I, I hope all the teams over there, if if they're wearing orange, I, I hope they do well. This, I mean, you guys are right. The standard that Pat set is impossible to live up to. Yes. But I think the moment that you stop making that the standard is when you cease to be the Lady Valls. And and I don't yes. I don't feel like that's been the standard for some time now, yes. unfortunately. I mean you well, think well, they about should all Las uh, Vegas
4: Raiders getting Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: How about that? That may be the oh,
4: smartest move. Russell?
2: Garoppolo's gotta be thirty ish. Yeah, somewhere in there. I mean it's it's a smart move that tells you they didn't want to have anything to do with any of these quarterbacks coming out this year. I it's
4: know getting... I thought they would go for one but – but the Titans need one, but I don't know who they can get. So, where are the
2: Raiders? Where is their
3: pick at?
4: I'm not even sure right uh. now. I thought it was a ninth or eleventh pick, but it's not.
3: No, the ninth.
4: The Titans pick eleventh.
3: Yeah, the Titans are eleven. The Bears are now nine after their trade with the Carolina Panthers. You know who I saw Do them. You think
4: the Titans could go after Russell?
3: Well, here, here's here's a deal, Marcus or Martin.
2: Um, I've seen a couple of different mocks now with Bears sitting there at nine. They might go for Peter Skaronsky, the lineman that has long been, you know, pretty much every mock draft I've seen had him going at eleven to the Titans. Las
3: Vegas is at seven, Martin.
4: Yes,
1: but I saw I appreciate somewhere. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Martin. I appreciate. I've seen a lot of right. mock drafts that have the Titans drafting other linemen, just assuming that Skaronsky is not available.
4: Yeah,
3: if he is not available because this draft. Is so deep with offensive linemen and wide receivers, uh, or not wide receivers, running backs. I would recommend the Titans if they don't get him at eleven, trade back into the first round, get more draft picks because you can get another tackle that is starter capable outside of the top fifteen. It was you Paris know, Johnson out of Ronsky. Ohio State, and who is the There's another. There's two
2: from Ohio State.
3: Yeah, there's a couple from Ohio State. Here, I'll pull it up real quick. And then there's I mean, one there's Darnell Wright. Uh, yeah. There's plenty of guys. There's a guy from I think Oregon that I really like too, who's kind of a later round guy. I would have no problem with them trading back and kind of stockpiling
2: some, especially if they get a sweetheart deal from somebody, somebody, you know, say somebody you know drops, and they can get maximum value for that eleven pick. Well, they're going to have to the sign round, somebody man. in free
1: agency, man, because they have had. You know they they've let everybody go. There's got to be somebody, an anchor in there who's a veteran who can coach these guys up that's on the field happen
2: in the next. Because that, that yeah, there was a lot of NFL movement today. I yeah, think I'm that's keeping
3: up with it as much as I can. And unfortunately, the Titans have missed out on a couple really good offensive linemen that have been signed by others, guards and tackles and centers, which is all that they need.
1: your number to get on board. Uh, Let's see if we can squeeze TJ in here. We got about uh, two minutes. TJ, go ahead.
5: Hey, what's up, guys? You know, is the NCAA turning into the NFL a little bit? You know, you got guys playing who facilitated murder, guys playing who choked out their wives. Now, hold on,
2: hold on, hold on. You You can't come on here and say that they're playing a guy that facilitated murder. He's not been charged with anything. That's, I mean... I think it's a it's a it is a horrendous situation. Alabama looks bad, but let's keep it a Hundy. He hasn't been charged with anything. He didn't. We don't know that he facilitated. Neither the was girls Chris murder. Beard.
5: Wasn't there text messages from him to the guy saying, "I got the piece. It's loaded." That's I mean- what
2: Darius Miles in the text. That's what Darius Miles had told uh, his buddy who was a trigger man.
5: Well, anyways, um, look, I got you You two are fathers here. Uh, I'm not sure it's a boys or girls, but any, anyway, I, I am an hour away from Greensboro. I can't make myself hit that buy button for the tickets on Friday. But in a year from now, or even the next day, as a father, am I going to regret not taking my 10-year-old boy to the Kentucky tournament game Friday night? You know, I think
1: so, TJ. You you will, years from now, be kicking yourself if you cannot look yourself in the mirror and say, I was there in the Greensboro Coliseum when Kentucky lost to the Providence Friars. (laughs) You got to be there, TJ. You got to do it.
5: Hey, you know what? On my way out, wouldn't that be something that if John Calipari loses to Providence and Bryce Hopkins, who didn't play at all, Last year for Kentucky, and he throws up a 30-20 game and Kentucky loses, he'll never hear the end of it, boys. Good luck.
1: Thank you, TJ. Appreciate it. Stay with us. Our, I mean, it's Providence. Austin is not walking through that door, TJ. God, Shab God ain't walking through that door. Wow yeah that was just an excuse to say god sham god this afternoon on the show we got to take a quick time out hour number two of the drive coming up next right here on fan run radio